Welcome to the IEEE Brain Podcast Series, an IEEE Digital Studio production. This episode, held in conjunction with the IEEE Computer Society, features Banaz Garani, professor and iSense fellow in the Department of Electrical Engineering and Computer Science at Florida Atlantic University. Banaz discusses her research interest in biomedical applications and offers insights into the promises technological advancements may hold for bringing benefits to humanity. Banaz, thank you for taking time to contribute to the IEEE Brain Podcast Series. To get started, can you tell us a little bit about your background? My name is Benaz Gorani. I'm a faculty and, uh, at, at Florida Atlantic University in the Electrical Engineering and uh, Computer Science Department. Um, before coming here, I uh, was at Rochester Institute of Technology for uh, you know a few years, you know, in a biomedical engineering department. But uh, if I want to go way back. Uh, I did my uh, undergrad in electrical computer engineering uh, at Sharif University in Tehran. And then I did my master's uh, in uh, communications uh, again in uh, Tehran. And I moved to Canada to work uh, for a while. I basically immigrated, but then I decided that I want to do my PhD. So I did my uh, PhD in electrical computer engineering at Ryerson University. And uh, as I was doing my, uh, my PhD, I uh, noticed that I have some interest in biomedical applications. And I found that you know, the algorithms that I'm working with, they are applied in multimedia, they can be applied in biomedical applications. So that's how I you know, decided I wanna uh, move more towards the medical and biomedical applications. So after I finished my, uh, PhD, I did uh, a two-year postdoc at uh, 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 Toronto General Hospital. And after I finished my postdoc, then I started my faculty position, you know, doing more independent research, you know, at, you know, Rochester Institute of Technology, and then moving to Florida Atlantic University. Can you talk a little bit about the key areas of research that you're interested in? So um, I, I'd say that my area of research is uh, uh, basically I intersect between uh, sensing, which is sensors collecting data, and uh, AI or data analytics and biomedical applications. So the way that I see it is our human body generates this data, which we can collect it using uh, sensors. And uh, we can process that data and interpret that language to something that we can use uh, for diagnosis, prognosis, or you know, better therapeutic approaches. Have there been any recent technological advances in your field that you can point to? I think the advances that we are making with Andres with uh, you know AI, you know, artificial intelligence, you know, and uh, we are learning uh, how to work with this lots of data that they're collecting. I think these are um, these are you know what is going to take us to the next level. So um, thinking about this uh, large you know computation power that we have, lots of data that we are getting, 
and uh, advancing our algorithms that you know we are getting better at predicting uh, using the data. We are getting better at understanding some uh, even you know novel information in the data that we cannot even do this as a human being. I think these are you know significant advancements that we are making at this point. So Benaz, can you share some insights into your specific research? and some of the application areas that you're working in? Yes, so my research, uh, I have uh, different uh, areas of research, but the two that are very close to me are helping with, uh, people with Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's disease. So where uh, people with Parkinson's disease, uh, just imagine that you know uh, the patient is at home. Uh, so what we can do, we can have uh, remote uh, diagnosis or remove adjustments of their medications uh, available to them. So what my research is uh, aimed for is doing is uh, using variable sensors, these smartwatches that we get uh, the movement data from uh, patients and transmit this movement data to our cloud-based you know, computing system with uh, using our algorithms to produce information and that a physician can use to adjust the medication effectively, or even using this uh, data, you know, for for watches, uh, the movement data, or any other daily uh, activity uh, data, we can use it to detect if the per if an, a subject or person, you know, anybody uh, is at risk of uh, developing Parkinson's disease. So that's uh, one of the applications that uh, you know we are working uh, in my lab. Uh, you know, it's a collaborative work that I work with uh, uh, neurologists. You know, and that's uh, very close to me. Another one that I mentioned was Alzheimer's disease. So Alzheimer's disease uh, research is again, as you know, many people are suffering from this disease. It's uh, heartbreaking when we see that people are being diagnosed at very late stage that is too late, you know, to, you know, to kind of do any rehabilitation to prevent or, you know, slow down the process of the disease. So my research, we are uh, developing technologies that we can uh, do early detection. So even maybe at the preclinical stage, which, you know, um, so that we can know if the person is at risk of developing uh, cognitive impairments. So for this one, just imagine that, you know, you have a camera, you're walking in front of the camera and from the way that the person walks and, you know, we can tell if the person at uh, developing risk of uh, Alzheimer's disease or cognitive impairments. And uh, for this research, uh, we also use variable systems. So basically we are using multiple technologies so that we can uh, bring such uh, early detection to people's, you know, home, you know, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, clinical offices or any place, you know, even it can be a nursing home, right? So that, you know, person, you know, we can put the camera in the hallway and maybe from that, we can even detect the early signs of Alzheimer's disease. Looking out to the future, how do you see new technologies such as AI and machine learning helping to advance the space? So 
uh, AI and you know, machine learning, AI and these technologies, you know, they are helping a lot, you know, for example, for early detection, for, uh, you know, better treatments. But um, I think what uh, these technologies are really uh, advancing the field is like they are detecting something that um, uh, even maybe a physician would not be able to detect. I think that is the, uh, the next level for these technologies. Because sometimes, you know, we are helping physician, we are improving the detection. Um, but, uh, you know, but again, there are cases that, you know, even we don't have the experience for, you know, for, for the detection, or we don't have experience uh, for better diagnosis. Uh, because, you know, the patterns that we see in the data are not even known to uh, human experts. I think that's that those are the areas that we really need AI and machine learning, uh, you know, and as we collect more data with some outcome, we can make big, big um, um, help or, you know, service to our humanity. Um, uh, for example, there could be, you know, we think about Alzheimer's disease, right? But again, could be subtypes of Alzheimer's disease. They could be different. Uh, drugs or different methods, you know, that you can, you know, hopefully in the future, you know, you can cure the disease, but people could be different from each other. So maybe one person responds well to one method of treatment, method of therapy, but the other person doesn't. I think what AI and machine learning can do for us to make a personalize it for people according to their need and the, the right time basically and for the right person. And um, again, for Parkinson's disease. So how we can help a person uh, to adjust, you know, their daily activities, their routine, the way that, you know, uh, they plan their day so that they uh, have, you know, a better response to the treatment or the therapy that they're getting. What role do you think the IEEE Brain Initiative can play in helping advance technology in this space? I think uh, they can play a very important role because I don't think this uh, advancing brain technology can be done with one discipline only. I think what this ITRP Brain Initiative is working on, you know, bringing experts, you know, with people with different expertise, bringing people from academia, you know, and government, you know, and industry all together. I think that is one of the biggest uh, aspects and ways that this initiative can help advancing the field. So another thing is that I think the ethical aspect of it. So I actually been very initially working on the ethical aspect of it. And you know, we all know that when we got we talk about uh AI, you know, everybody is concerned about that. And I think this is even more important when we're talking about brain technologies. So, and then uh this initiative, you know, being the umbrella and an umbrella work, you know, basically putting all this together, I think could play a big role for us down the road. Vanas, do you have any advice or insights that you might want to share with young students or young professionals who might be interested in the neuroscience space? So in terms of uh, the education uh, track, I, I would say for neuroscience, uh, 
So it brings two, uh, or maybe I can say even maybe more than two, two, three main aspects of it. Of course, the neuro, uh, you know, aspects of it, right? The neurology, that's very important. But again, it has a lot with computation, right? And also it has a lot with implementing these technologies. So I think for a student, it would be uh, um, very important for them to make sure that they are strong in all these three different domains. You know, thinking about the science behind it, uh, thinking about the computation, the engineering, the signal processing, uh, and also the computer science aspect of it, and also programming it. So this is something that I would really, uh, you know, encourage students to strengthen uh, themselves in to make uh, impactful contribution in the, in the area. So, so that was about the educational aspect of it, but there are a lot of soft skills that I think any 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 person needs, you know, to be successful. Uh, and uh, the one that I can point out specifically is networking. I think uh, it's very important for us to do the work, you know, in the lab, reading, in the library setting, but then we need to go beyond just that. We need to do networking, going to conferences, trying to connect to people uh, in the area. And I think IEEE is a great uh, place for doing that because it has a lot of networking opportunities for students. And in addition to all that, you know, it, uh, it helps the students to identify people who have similar um, areas of interest and, you know, which can lead to having mentors that, you know, help them uh, or guide them, you know, or even, you know, brainstorm with them uh, the path that they want to pursue. And the way I see it, having uh, people who already done what you really want to do, uh, it's the best way to equip yourself, you know, for the future. Danaz, thank you again for taking time to speak with us today. Do you have any final thoughts you want to share with our listeners in closing? So, uh, so this is all about, you know, your career, your research, what you want to do. But I think at the end of the day is about passion. So, and having fun with it. So I think the best way to get where you want to be is to enjoy the process, enjoy life and have, have a happy life, uh, which I think everybody can do that, you know, with balancing their work, their fun, their life together. So that's my, uh, I guess my, uh, you know, advice for anybody or myself, you know, a daily reminder to myself also. Thank you for listening to our interview with Benaz Garani. To learn more about the IEEE Brain Initiative, please visit our web portal at brain.ieee.org.